Hello and welcome to Bellhaven Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Weber. On today's episode, you'll be listening to PSY 304 Elementary Statistics with Professor Mark Hunter. I hope you listen and enjoy. Hello, now we're in Unit 2 of Psychology 304. In this unit, we're going to talk about computing and understanding averages and then understanding variability. And our verse for this unit is Proverbs 2.6. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So I imagine that this would be a great verse to pray over for uh, this class because uh, I remember taking my first statistics class and wasn't sure exactly what we were referring to. And so uh, I do encourage you to, to ask uh, the Lord for guidance and for wisdom in this class, but also to help you understand how statistics gives us understanding of God's creation and how it is available to us in ways that maybe we don't uh, see and where we could just see a bunch of information and data. Statistics is a great way to summarize that information so we can use it and provide understanding. One of the most basic types of statistics is averages, and you've been doing this in some way probably uh, most of your life. So when we talk about an average, what we're saying essentially is the value that best represents an entire group of scores. So if you had to say, what is um, the average basketball score? And so you're, you could have, uh, for the NBA season, so one way is you could list all the scores of all the games and things, but that would be too long and people wouldn't be interested to, you know, for you to finish that. But if you tell them an average, you're giving them the information. Oh, I know the average team scores about this many points. So, um, and this along with, uh, we're gonna talk about the measures of central tendency. And what uh, the terms we're gonna use is mean, median, and mode. And mean is just another name for average. And so uh, don't, you've been using means uh, again for some time now, you just didn't really call it that. So each of these provides some different information about how scores are distributed and how it's easy to interpret them. So computing the mean. We've actually looked at this in the previous chapter with Excel. So the mean is the most common type of average that we use. And it's just simply the sum of all the values in a group divided by the number of values in that group. So you're, you're going to see some symbols here you may not be familiar with. And that's okay we're not going to require you to be experts on these symbols. So I'm just telling you this is how it's done, but we're not going to require that you go in a deep dive or understand. But if you see these things, this is what it means. So um, X bar, or X with a line up, up, uh, above it, is the mean value of a group of scores and the mean. So if you're reading like a, a research uh, journal article and it uses the term x bar in there that's what it's talking about that's the mean 
of the of the samples that they had. The kind of the back, the E looking there, the Greek looking E is um, is the uh, sigma, and it's a summation sign, and it just means adding all these things together. Um, X is an individual score in a group of scores. And N is the size of the sample. Like if you had 32 scores, your N would be 32. So computing the mean is you list all the, the score values in one column, and then you uh, provide the sum of them, and then you divide it by the number of scores you have. And so if you wanted to find out what the average number of um, shoppers at different locations at a um, different stores, here's just a sample data set there. And so if you were to add all those up and divided it by three, the average number of shoppers would be 2,416. So you can do that by hand and it's pretty easy to do with a calculator, but it's also easy to do with Excel. So we use the average function. We talked about that previously. So in order to use the average function or, uh, or computing the mean in Excel, you can create a formula in the selected cell and hit enter. And here's an example here. So you would put the, um, the individual scores for the different uh, locations there. So select the cell um, which you want to enter the formula to compute the average. So in this one, we're going to go down and um, a little bit lower. Usually most people try to put it like a space, a cell space between the last and um, cell and then the answer you want. So it would be uh, equals parentheses A1 plus A2 plus A3 close parentheses divided by three. Then you hit the enter key. And you can see that um, as shown in the figure, the mean was computed and the value returned to cell five. That's where we wanted our answer to be. And the formula bar, you can see the contents of the cell. And you see the function up there. It's his, um, where it says average. Again, you could have, you know, for, uh, just a few scores is pretty easy to do a function or a formula, but for a large number of scores, it'd be easier to do the function, the average function, where you can tell it equal sign, average, uh, parentheses, then the first cell that you want, and a comma, um, excuse me, colon, and then the last cell you want to figure, close parentheses, and then you get your average. So um, there's some other terms that you'll see occasionally. And again, I will, will not ask you to memorize these because you can always look them up. Um, if you see a, the large capital M, it's a sample mean. That means the, the subset that you've chosen. If it's a population mean, if you've got, think of our example of 155th graders out of Newark, New Jersey. Um, if we wanted to get their average IQ score, we would use M, capital M, for that. If we knew all the fifth graders in Newark, New Jersey, we would use this symbol called U. 
and you can, it looks kind of like a U with another tail on it, but it's the Greek symbol U, and um, and that represents the uh, population mean. If you knew all that information, you would represent it with that. A small n is the sample size. A capital N is the population size. Small lowercase, uppercase. So it's a, um, um, now, you know, a mean is the centermost point where all the values on one side of the mean are equal in weight to all the values on the other side. Think of it like a seesaw and where you've got, um, you know, if you have equal distribution of weight, then the seesaw will be balanced. But if you've got heavier kids on one side, then they'll be, go to the ground and the other kids go up. We use averages or means a lot, but here's the problem. It's really sensitive to extreme scores. So <clears throat> let me give you an example. So if you wanted to know what the average house was in a certain neighborhood, and you saw that the houses were like a, between 150 to 200,000 uh, dollars. Okay, but then there's somebody that bought like two or three plots of land and they built like a $3 million house there in the back corner of the subdivision. Well, if you add up all those $200,000 houses, plus you add the value of the $300,000 million house, then the average of the houses there is going to be um, going to go up. And, but it's not really representative of what the average house costs because you have what is called an outlier. An outlier is an extreme score that really doesn't belong in a group of scores. And you can choose to not include an outlier. Um, you know, if, if you were looking at test scores and somebody was just either way high or way low, you can decide to, to not use those or to use them. It's really, there's no statistical formula that tells you whether to or not. You just have to make that decision yourself. Another term you may hear is geometric mean. And this is where you have two or more measurements to describe different sets of data. So if you were having ranking customer satisfaction with certain healthcare programs on a one to 10 scale, 10 scale but also ranking the quality of the same programs and outcomes on a one to a hundred scale. So you had two different scales and how would you do that? Geometric mean. Uh, arithmetic mean is the point at which the sum of the deviations is about equal to zero. Um, so if you've got scores of like three, four, and five, where the mean is four, the sum of the deviations is zero. Now, this will make more sense when we talk about standard deviations, so don't get hung up on, on this right now. Um, the moving average tool, and this so computes the average in a set of scores and chunks. So, for example, when I'm recording this, we're still in the COVID pandemic, and if you looked at, you know, the number of cases, you can see that uh, we've gone through different uh, ups and downs through uh, this, these past number of months. What you may find is that um, 
you'll see what they'll use is the moving average tool where they'll have a line where they're like a where it show this is what the moving average is week by week. So they'll take an average of one week and then compare it to the average of another week. Um, so again, when we use the term average, we're talking about the score that best represents the uh, set of scores. And, um, and again, this is, do you use an average? Depends on what you're trying to determine. Another way to do this is computing what is called a weighted mean. And a weighted mean is where you can, um, you got a, a number of, of say test uh, scores, but number of students have the same scores. And so there's a, a simple way to do this in Excel where you can see like the value of 97, somebody got 97, you had four students that had 97. And then you see 11 that had 94. And so the, um, so as we go through here, you can see that you enter data in the worksheet and you can create a formula where you multiply uh, the value of A times the value of in the B row. And you can do that. And actually there's a way that you can, uh, pull that down and it'll continue to do that for all those scores. So uh, then you can sum up that way and that'll give you what is referred to as a weighted mean. Median, that's the second. You got mean, median, and mode. So median is simply the midpoint in a set of scores. So that's where half of the scores are below it and half are above it. So the steps to calculate the median is you list the values in order from either the highest or the lowest to or lowest to the highest, but you do need to have an order and you find the middle score. So that's the median. So if you had computing the income level here, you would um, uh, enter the individual scores into one column on a worksheet and you would select the cell that you want to put the median score in and you click on a nine and um, uh, excuse me and then type in the word function that follows equals median uh, parentheses a2 which is your first score uh, colon a7 which is your last score close parentheses and hit enter and that would uh, determine the median score now, why would you use a median over the mean? Let's go back to that example I talked about, about housing values. So if you had that $3 million house in your uh, neighborhood, you know that it's really not representative of most of the, the average houses in there, but you still feel like you gotta include it. Well, you can include it if you call the median range. That means that if you gave the median value of the house, that means half of the houses are below that uh, price and half of them are above it. It doesn't tell you what the, the values are above or below. It just says this is the one that's exactly in the middle. So again, uh, sometimes we use this because we want to find uh, a score that really represents that sample better 
than a mean, and we do that because um, medians are not affected by outliers or extreme scores either high or low. Um, you may have heard the term percentile rank, and if you take in like the ACT or SAT or uh, some other tests, it may give you a percentile rank. Well, that is associated with the uh, median score. The median score is basically the 50th percentile rank. Half of the scores are above it, half are below it. So if you had a score that said at the 75th percentile, that means that the score um, is or above 75% of the scores that you have. So uh, usually if you have something that will be, um, if you had a score in the 95th percentile, that means that your that score that you got is above 95% of the other scores of the people who took that test. The median is just basically the 50th percentile. Now, sometimes in statistics, they'll refer to what is called as quartiles, which is really just quarters. And it means the 25th percentile could be called quartile one or Q1. The median is quartile two, uh, 50th percentile. The 75th percentile is quartile three. So you um, can use that to figure out what the different quartile scores are. And um, we're, again, I'm not gonna go through the, the uh, samples here. I think there's in your assignments, there is that where you're able to do that. But um, again, the median is the middle score, which um, half the scores are above it, half are below it. Mode, now this is the most general, but it's actually the least uh, precise measure. You don't have to have a calculator in Excel or any real much math skills to do the mode. It's basically the value that occurs most frequently. So um, we could see that maybe the um, um, you have the average house value, which would take all the houses, even the, real, the $3 million one, and throw that value in there to try to figure it. But again, that wouldn't be very representative. The median uh, score would for house values would be that half the houses would be above that, half would be below that. The mode just means you probably have uh, the greatest number of houses have this value. And so, um, and so when you're computing the mode, you list all the values in the distribution, but list each score only once. And then you tally the times that the score occurs. And the value that occurs the most is the mode. And this is done using the count if function in Excel. And so it's uh, very similar to how we've done others with the uh, select the cell and then uh, put the equal sign in. And then as you can see here, um, you can do that. But it's also doing it through the mode function and where you can hit uh, equal sign mode dot uh, SMGL. And then you uh, type in the, the range that you want to include. Um, and then hit the enter key. So now, 
it's possible to have more than one mode. It's, it's only possible to have one mean. It's possible. It's a, you can only have one median, but you can have many modes. If you have uh, a multimodal distribution, that means more than one value appears with equal frequency. If it's bimodal, that just means bi means two. That means that you just got um, two values that appear equally. If it's trimodal, it would be three and so on and so forth. So um, mean and median just have one score that you can do. Mode can have a number of scores. So um, again, we're going to allow you just to look through here and you can stop the video and read more carefully about how to do the computing the mode in this function. I'm going to go ahead and proceed and um, we can do it in Excel. We can do it in Excel with the data analysis tool where you've got the, um, the functions there, the values that you want to have, excuse me, and then where you enter in the um, what you're wanting to do, the range, and um, which labels that you want to, to put in there. And you can see it continues on here now. Um, Again, I'm going to encourage you just to, to read this uh, more closely. And then when you pull up this information, the descriptive statistics part of the analysis tool is going to give you information, a lot of information all at one time. So, for example, it's going to figure out, you got these uh, value or income levels here, excuse me. It'll give you the mean um, and then, which is... Uh, $53,324.17. It'll give you something called standard error. We'll talk about that. The median, though, is $36,084. So looking over that information, you can see that you've got that $135,000 income level really is an outlier. It's standing outside of what the, most of the scores have. And so in this case, using the median would be more representative of this group than the, the mean because of that larger income level score there. Now, some of these are going to be more than what we're going to be covering here in this class, but that's okay. Um, now we're going to talk to about what is referred to as scales of measurement and is the assignment of values that you and that you give to outcomes and what are the certain rules that you have and there are four scales of measurement nominal ordinal interval and ratio nominal just think about this nominal means name essentially and this is the most basic level of uh, measurement and it can define with the characteristics it can mean red blue animals plants minerals it can be you know uh, where you group uh, different items and you give them a title you give them a name and so if you've got um, you know how many more fans of this team do we have of fans of that team so um, 
again, it's just uh, the least precise because there's really no numbers assigned just other than the amount of people in that group. Um, that means, in, but they're mutually exclusive. You can be either in one group or the other. Um, so in this example, they're measuring either um, Republicans or Democrats, but they may say, okay, we need to come up with a third group called independents, and, um, and then maybe another group. But the idea is that people are only in one group or the other. Ordinal just means order, and it's really characterized by things being uh, ordered. So if you were trying to choose the right candidate for a job, you probably would have an ordinal um, a scale of measurement where you'd have the people you'd want first and try to see if they would be most interested in the job. If you're watching a race, we have an ordinal scale of measurement. You've got first, second, third. But the thing is that the gap between first and second could be very, very close. And then you got uh, maybe a wide gap between second and third. So meaning that the, the distance between the different orders, first, second, third, fourth, and so on, are not equal. Uh, they may be just by chance, but usually are not. Interval level of measurements is a measurement that is defined by the equal appearance of spacing or values between points along a scale. So, for example, if you get 10 words correct on a vocabulary test, is five more correct than uh, getting five correct? Okay, so it has that word appearance, equal appearance. So here's the thing, is that we can easily say someone got twice as many words right as another, but this is um, a scale that we've sort of created a determined for that particular test. And uh, for measurement's sake, that's, that's fine. But there is a scale that not every uh, question is equal in difficulty or you know there's there's just slight differences between even though you tried to get them to be comparable there's slight differences between the different uh, test questions so if we're studying uh, if you're doing things on a scale like we've created in a in a class with an assessment a test or a psychology test we would use an interval scale. Now, ratio scale sounds a lot like an interval scale, but there is a difference is that they can have an absolute zero uh, point there. And you get, well, maybe somebody got an a zero on that test about math. Okay, that does not mean, they may have scored a zero on that test, but it doesn't mean they know absolutely nothing about math. Okay, that particular test they got a zero on. Um, you know, I could take a test in, uh, in some fields of math and score a zero on, but it doesn't mean I know absolutely no math. But with a ratio scale, that means there is an absolute zero. There is a point where there is no weight or no height or no temperature. 
and so no light. So those are uh, what we refer to in the inverse scale. So as you go through statistics, you'll we'll talk about this more. You have to find the right statistic based off the scale you're actually using. Um, so Excel does not ask you about this. Some other uh, forms of um, uh, of uh, statistical software does, and that'll tell you whether that test is appropriate or not. And so Excel, you need to know which scale you're using. So uh, again, the 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 nominal scale is the least precise. The ratio scale is the most, and so knowing which one to use is uh, is important. For a lot of what we're doing, you can use the interval or ratio scale. It's effective for both scales. Uh, occasionally, there's times when you have to make a difference. So again, when you're wanting to to use which one to use, it depends on what you're wanting to to communicate and what do you want to know. So I'm not going to read through this slide every word. I encourage you just to stop the video and maybe read it a little bit to yourself. And um, so you, um, but if you're wanting to have some general guidelines, you use the mode when the data is categorical in nature and when people can things fit in uh, into only one class, you know, um, males, females, Democrats, Republicans, or something like that. You can do that. Median when you have extreme scores and you don't want the average to be misleading. And the mean uh, when you got data that does not include extreme scores and are not categorical. All right, well, that ends this uh, first uh, part of Unit 2.